0: Let us pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth be pleasing to you and guide us to hear the message you have for us today. May your spirit reveal yourself, your ways, your understandings. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. I love that picture. So I was in college, sitting in a church service, very similar to this one, as an intern, actually, in the United Methodist Church. I was at Carney First United Methodist Church, and I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, in the middle of worship, this thought came over me that was, if Jesus isn't the Son of God, I belong to one of the biggest cults in the world. That's kind of intimidating, isn't it? I was 20, 19. And yet, today I sit here, stand here, am here, and have spent the last 17 years of my life teaching and preaching about Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. How's it possible? So I was in seminary, and I had kind of forgotten the thought I had because I just decided I didn't believe it. You ever done that? Had the thought, had a a doubt, something that happened, and all of a sudden you're just you you it starts to make you question and you go, nope, I'm not going there. And so I'm sitting there, and I have gone to seminary. It's years later. I'm a pastor to church. And I'm sitting in a class and this professor is talking about um, faith and our lives and how we live out who we are in Christ and our understanding. And she says, you know, she says, I just want you to think about the fact that we live in a world of dichotomies. It's a big word, isn't it? Just so you know, I tried to spell it yesterday, and I never got it correct. So I finally had to use the word button and just say dichotomies, and it came up right. We live in a world of dichotomies, and what she means by dichotomies is we live in a world where we have things that look like they're opposites, but in reality could not exist without each other. Do I have any scientists in the room? Okay, so what is... Cold. 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 Weather. Weather. What What is the definition of cold? The absence of heat. Cold is actually, the true definition of cold is lack of heat. So you can't have hot or cold without each other, right? Because to have cold, you have to first experience heat. And to have heat, kind of have to experience what it is to not have it light is the same dark is the absence of light and so she's going through all of these and all of a sudden she's sitting there and she she says just so you know doubt and faith are the same way she says you can't have faith without doubt and vice versa and all of a sudden i'm sitting there and i have and i'm feeling it just today right now this chill comes over me and i go that's what that thought was. It was my doubt, and it's okay. Because I can have faith in it. You know, I kind of understand Nicodemus' confusion this morning. Can you? In light of that whole doubt and faith conversation and Jesus talking with him. You know, Nicodemus, we don't know why he came in the dark in night. Some people think it's because he came in secret. Some people say that he came in dark because it wasn't necessarily in dark, but it was that he didn't understand and he didn't comprehend what Jesus was doing. And so he comes to Jesus and he says, I'm going away, um, Jason. He comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, help me understand this whole thing that you're teaching, this kingdom of God. And Jesus says, well, just so you know, Nicodemus, nobody can enter the kingdom of God. Nobody can know God's glory. Nobody can understand all of this without being born again. Anybody get that? Because I sure don't. (laughs) And Nicodemus is like, what? You know, it's kind of like, it's Nicodemus' doubt moment, just like mine happened with the if Jesus isn't the son of God I belong to the largest cult in the world Nicodemus was I want to believe Jesus I want to have faith I want to follow this what you're teaching I'm, I'm just questioning and I'm unsure and Jesus sits there and says so here's the answer and he doesn't really give him an answer why you know I got to thinking about this week and our Bible study and the, the spiritual disciplines that are being highlighted through the season of Lent. And, and this week is the, the, the discipline of study, of learning and understanding God's word and God's message. And, you know, <clears throat> a lot of times... A lot of times, do you guys see my cool picture? Matt and I found it. Isn't that great? Wouldn't that be awesome? To have a telephone and and to have the old-style version of telephone to God where you just went and picked up the can and you went, okay, God, what do you need me to do today? And you put the can up to your and It was like this booming, you should do this, right? Wouldn't that be great? You know, and and sometimes we get to a point that people say, well, just go to Scripture and you'll get that, right? I don't know about you, but sometimes when I read Scripture, that becomes even more convoluted. And not saying that Scripture doesn't give us responses and answers and understanding, but sometimes I don't exactly understand what I'm reading. Any of you ever had that? I've had people tell me, I had one lady who... Um, she and her husband ended up going into the ministry as missionaries, and she came to me after church once Sunday. and she goes, your Bible reads a lot different than mine. <laughs> and it wasn't that it was a different translation or a different version. She's like, when you tell us about the scriptures, she goes, I start to understand what they're trying to say. She goes, sometimes when I read the scriptures, I don't understand what it is that is happening, that is being shared here. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't read scripture because we should. But the reality is, is in the United Methodist tradition, we have this really neat understanding of our faith life and of how to deal with the doubt and the faith question and what we believe and understand and how to comprehend what God wants us to do and be and act, how God wants us to act in the world. Any of you ever heard of this famous term, in the United Methodist circles, at least, the Wesleyan quadrilateral, I see a one nod. I'm glad. What's a quadrilateral, Matt? A four-sided shape. And so the Wesleyan quadrilateral is a four-sided way of understanding God's will, God's work, God in our lives. And, and the first and foremost is always Scripture, Right? always the Bible, scripture, reading. But then when you take scripture, then you bring into, we can't read scripture in a vacuum, can we? So we bring in our experiences. The things that we have experienced, that's why some days I get, it's so hard when when you come to a place that you are talking to somebody and, and you're both at a point on a topic that your your exact opposites on what you believe, and neither one of you, you ever gotten into a conversation on something and realized neither one of you are going to budge? You know why? Because you both have your own experiences. And you're both shaped by your own experiences. My personal experience in life will always be that no matter what, I will be unconditionally welcoming everyone it's shaped by my experiences and i could tell you about them but not here that's just part of who i am and then we have in the midst of that we have our scripture and we have the experiences we've lived and then we have our reasoning this last week during our thursday morning bible study we got into understanding scripture and we got into the struggles anybody struggle with the old testament And we got into talking about how to read the Old Testament and understand it, and I said, okay, so you have to remember that when the Old Testament was written, the world was flat. Yeah, it was. It wasn't flat? The people thought the world was flat. How's that? They didn't understand germs and coronavirus and, and washing hands. Exactly. And then we have, so that all, so now that we understand the world is round and the earth orbits the sun, not the sun around the earth, and we have all of these science things that have affected us because even if we don't agree with them, they still make a difference in our views. It affects our faith. And then we have the traditions that we stand on and the traditions that We have learned growing up that like having turkey and ham. How's that? At Thanksgiving, yeah. Or dressing, because it's all about the dressing, some people tell me. But we have those in the church, too. Baptism, communion, how often we have those, too. How many times we baptize, how all of these things happen. Understanding scripture, how we read it. And, you know, all of those things come into play, and then what happens is we, we we sit with ours, and then we talk to somebody who's sitting with theirs, and we talk to somebody who's sitting with theirs, and the reality is, is all of us are at different places and different understandings and different ways, and all, sometimes we're doubting and sometimes we're, we're having faith, and sometimes we're, we're wrestling, and, and, some, and we're always doing all these different things. And the reality is, at the end of the day, none of us have that. So what do we do? You know, Nicodemus, interestingly enough, if you keep reading about him in the book of John, we have today's scripture where he's asking Jesus all of these questions and Jesus is sitting here going, Nicodemus, you're not understanding the things of the world that I'm telling you about. How are you going to explain, understand the things of heaven? Because let's face it, underlying all of it, I think Jesus is saying, I can't prove any of this to you. I can't, I can't share with you why, why it is the way it is. I can't prove it. I can't help you understand. I can't believe for you. You ever wanted to? Believe for another person? To just take from your head and your heart and your understanding and hand it to them and say, look, this is where I'm coming from. We don't have that. And so what do we do? We study. We have conversations where we sit and we listen to how people see God in the world. And we listen to different people talk about Scripture and their understandings and their experiences, and we we hear people talk about the amazing ways that God is working in their lives. This happened just this last Thursday at Bible State. It was amazing. We sat there and and kind of started with how has God, well, we didn't kind of. We started with how has God been revealed, and it wasn't just through Scripture. It was through the interaction of people and things we watched and how how people were at the right place at the right time, and everything just sort of went chink and chink. And you sit there and you go, wow. And your doubt gets a little smaller, and your faith gets a little bigger until the next time. You know, for not understanding Nicodemus, had Jesus teach him all these things in this very popular verses that we have for me it's always john 16 and 17 and that born again idea and the understanding that that comes from god and it's the work of the spirit and we can't do it ourselves and we need god for that we need the son of god jesus christ to reveal and to show us and to come and save us from our doubts, from our fears from our frustrations from all the things that keep us from god i loved david take off, put on. And when we get to the resurrection story, guess who's going to be there? Nicodemus. Because he took off his doubt and he put on his faith. And he worked through it. And he continued to struggle and question. And I truly believe the spirit worked just like it does for us today. So I hope as you continue in our journey toward the cross, we can journey together. This is why we're offering the book study that we are, is so that we can all gather together and learn from each other and come in our faith, come in our doubts and our questions and our, oh my gosh, you'll never believe what I thought about last Sunday. You know? It's a thing you share at Bible study, isn't it? And then you talk and you interact and you pray. And you go home and you read. And you let the revelations of God come. And at the end of the day, you don't quite get there. But you remember that we have a God who wants us to know, to believe, to understand. we have a God who wants us to be saved. The question is, are we doing the actions, living it out in such a way so we can? That's our call this week. Last week to worship, this week to study, to grow. Thank you, God. For your Son, our Savior, whose resurrection power gave us the gift of the Spirit that guides us, that encourages us, that helps us with every doubt to grow in our faith, And helps us know as we grow in our faith, the doubts will come. But in all things, we don't have to be afraid. Because we walk with you. We pray all this in Christ's name. Remembering you never leave us or forsake us. Thank you, God. Amen.